yes, yes, yes. We have some smooth jazz going this afternoon here in cold, cold Jacksonville, Florida. And that clap was for the cold because we need it. You know, we have our great, we have a great deal of sunshine and hot, humid weather here in Florida all the way through December, basically. So it's good to get some cold weather in here, turn the heater on, heat on in the house, get everything warmed up, get your fireplaces going and your fire pits outside. Uh, We need that. So um, giving it up for the cold. All right. This is your podcast, Uncomfortable, and I am your host, Greg Newbill. And so today we're going to talk a little NFL. Of course, we got the Super Bowl coming up, the Bengals. Uh, versus the Rams this Sunday at, what, 6.30. I'm not pulling for either team. I am a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. So diehard fans don't pull for uh, other teams. So, no. I may watch a little bit of it, you know, something like that. No Super Bowl party. Nah, ain't going to do it. So, Brian Flores. He's been in the news um, he was the former coach of the Miami Dolphins for the past, what, I'm not, what, two, three years, two, three years. Last two seasons, they had winning records. Team was definitely on the upward, uh, moving upward, and he was fired. So with him being fired, you know, he filed a lawsuit, uh, basically because um, he had interviewed for some other jobs, too, and he got a text from the coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, telling him congratulations on getting a job in, was it Denver or New York? One of them. But the text was sent to him by mistake for another Brian. And, <clears throat> you know, basically he was going to be interviewed and they had already decided who they were going to have as their head coach. Yes, I think that was the Giants. So that being said, you know, that just infuriated him. And he's, you know, he uh, filed suit against the NFL um, for uh, racial discrimination, which we all know happens. We know that because the lack of uh, coaches in the NFL are black. The majority of the players in the NFL are black, but coaching, you got what, one or two? Now they did hire lovey smith uh former coach of the bears uh i think he coached the buccaneers also i'm not really sure about that but uh he got the head coaching job uh uh, for houston the texans but going back to brian flores um and i'm gonna talk about uh the other black journalists too uh, uh in regards to this situation um Flores has filed suit, like I said, against the NFL uh, for his practicing of hiring minority coaches. So we're jumping into the media part of it. And one particular guy, and we all know Jason Whitlock is a fat coon. He's a liar. He basically bows down to to white media. Uh, he just talks down about black people. Anything that is black, he's one of those black people who um, jumps on us on the, on their backs. He doesn't he doesn't support 
anything black at all from what I've seen. And I try not to watch too much of him, but his, in his response to uh, Coach, Coach Flores' situation, and I quote, he said, Brian Flores is a useful idiot with racial hangups. A useful idiot with racial hangups. Now, this is coming from a black man, Jason Whitlock. But like I said, he's a coon. Um, it, it, anything, Colin Kaepernick, he was against that. And, you know, if you look at, uh, I, I looked at a couple of his episodes or whatever, you know, maybe about a couple of minutes, but he has mostly uh, right wing people on there and who basically side with him or he's siding with them to basically go against anybody black. But when I think about it, and I've been saying this for a while, now if you listen to, hold on, I gotta adjust my seat. When you look at these sports shows, and I, I quit watching them, I admit I had quit watching them because of which I'll get into. I don't watch them anymore because you got your Jason Whitlocks, you got your Stephen A. Smith, which I definitely can't stand, your Shannon Sharps, um, who else? Uh, it's a few. It's a few other, even in NBA and other things. And now you look at it, all they do is downgrade everybody or belittle people. That seems to be their job. You know, it, it gets them. I guess it's getting them paid, and basically they're they're selling out. In my point of view, that's exactly what they are doing. I mean. Uh, like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan, and they just um, dog, uh, what's his name? They dog Dak out. Um, God, Alexa was talking to me. Um, Dak Prescott, you know, and of course, you know, I almost think some of them because they win. But it's not just the way they talk. I mean, it's not what they're saying. It's how they're saying it. Oh, he's a bum and this and that, and he can't do this and he can't. Nothing supportive, nothing. Even when they do do good, most black athletes or anything like that. But, but guys, guys, you can do better. You can do better because um, it doesn't have to be like this. You go with stats or whatever, and you know, say he can improve on this or. They can do better on that and st instead of calling them names and just being totally outrageous and just belittling people. And of course, you know, some of the guys may tune it out, but some of them don't. And you just, you just, you're just helping people who don't like what they're doing because they're making money and because they are black. And you just help putting gasoline on the fire. And it, it like I said, it, it doesn't have to be like that, but, and that's one reason I quit watching, you know, these shows because that's all they do. Instead of back in the day, you know, it just used to be about sports. It wasn't about what they did in their private lives or anything like that. But now, you know, everybody's digging deep into their family history or something like that. Like when, um, you know, you think about, okay, going back to, back to my boy Dak on Dallas, his brother, you know, committed suicide. And, you know, of course, before he got to the NFL, his mom had passed of cancer. You know, cut the guy some slack, guys. You know what I mean? I mean, they're out there, you know, that they're playing the game. Yes, they're playing the game. But 
It's something they love to do, right? You know, us as fans, you know, we're going to dog teams and stuff like that, but not going to get personal. You guys just get personal and belittle and do everything you can to make that black man look bad. And, and you're doing a you're doing a hell of a job of it. And that's not good. That's not good at all. You know, and for Brian, Brian Flores to stand up, basically, you know, maybe just counseling out his coaching career to stand up for what he believes is right. And I'm standing with the guy because we know the practicing, the hiring pro process and practices, practicing of black coaches in the NFL is all for show. That Rooney rule is just all for show. All they have to do is interview. That's it. Not hire, but interview. That's, that's all it is. It is a dog and pony show. That is it. Now, you got coaches like uh, Eric Bieniemy, who's been on the sideline for years with Kansas City, you know, helping Patrick Mahomes to what, four AFC championships in a row? And this guy doesn't, doesn't even get uh, half the interviews he should. And listening to Whitlock, you know, he's just, he'd be little Bieniemy. And see, that's... That that's that that's that coon mentality of black men trying to please white men. That coon mentality. And it's not helping us out with nothing. So people like Jason Whitlock, I, even Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp will, you know, he'll stand up for black people, but then all of a sudden turn right around and start dogging them. Start, you know, if they don't have a good game or they ain't make the playoffs or anything like that, calling them bums and all this other stuff. What good does that do? You want to sit there and preach uh, uh, social justice and this and that and be hollering at Skip, but in the same same sentence, you know, you turn around and, and dogging black athletes. So I, I have no respect for any of these guys, none. I None at all. Because the, the, their job that they're doing is a hack job. And they really need to wake up and stop this shit. It, it, does, it shouldn't be like that. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have so many different opinions about or different things to say, and I want to say them. But I um, get so angry and get so frustrated. That's, how, that's why I don't report on it that day, because... Most of my stuff comes out of anger and I don't want to get out of here and talk out of anger and not have, you know, my facts lined up. But all you got to do is rewind the tape, people. Go on the Internet and listen to Jason Whitlock um, and Shannon Sharp or any of these other black guys on ESPN, Fox or anything like that. And the way they talk about the black athlete, if he if he hasn't done great or anything like that, then, you know, he's a bone. Uh, they did it with Kwame Brown, and I'm, I think I talked about that in a prior uh, podcast, you know, until he got fed up with it, and he called him out, especially Stephen A. Smith. You know, this guy hasn't – I don't think he's played a liquor down in football or, you know, had a, a college career in basketball. All he is is a loud mouth with a, uh, a microphone in front of him, and that's what he gets paid for, to be loud and ignorant, and he does a good job at that. So, all right, so now we're going to move to another segment. 
uh, uh, young kid, 22-year-old in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Amir Locke. And most of you who watch TV or seen the news uh, know that his apartment was entered into by the police. Uh, it was a no-knock warrant, wrong apartment. So they went in there, I guess, what, maybe nine deep or whatever, and started yelling, this, this young kid was on his couch with a firearm. Yes, with a firearm. Uh, imagine that, a young black man with a firearm that was legally registered and it was his, and he could have it. Yes, he, the, the, the nerve of him sleeping with a gun, right, America? So they went in there, no knock warrant, surrounded him and started yelling, this kid is asleep. You know, he has his gun by his side, by his side, like I said, and the cop sees the gun instead of saying, you know, drop it or whatever, or anybody rushing him to hold him down. Some officers shot him three times and killed the kid. Try to get him to the hospital and stuff like that, but shot him dead. You know, um, can you just imagine? And through all of this, all of this, haven't heard one peep from the NRA, nothing. Legal gun owner, legal weapon, no modifications, nothing like that. America, sleeping in his bed, armed, just in case of intrusions. Black, black male with a gun legally murdered by the Minneapolis Police Department. The same department with George Floyd, where Derek Chauvin had his knee on the neck of George Floyd for nine minutes. Same department. Same department. Now, if there's any city in the United States of America that needs to defund the police. It is that city. They need to tear that, they need to tear it down and restart. Of course, you know, they're going to cover up. They have already started. It's not going to be transparent. They're already going to cover up for what the officer did. The police chief and the mayor got up there and put on their little, uh, their little show to say, yeah, we're going to look into it. You know, we're looking into it. We're going to investigate. And, you know, this. And then one lady got up there and told him that, now that was bullshit. What y'all doing? Didn't even want to take questions. Because they, we already know the outcome. The cop who did this, he's not going to face any punishment. Why should he? Why should he? Why should he? Because what? It was only a black kid with a gun that he could legally have. And it was the wrong apartment. So why should the cop face any type of punishment? All because of what I just said before. That's why. Nobody did their homework or else they would not have been in that wrong apartment. And that young man would still be alive. Still be alive. But because he's black and he had a firearm that he was that was registered and it was legal for him to have it in his place of residence, 
that's still, he didn't comply, right? He didn't comply to the police officer's command if they gave him any, right? But they shouldn't have been in there in the first place. In the first place, they shouldn't have, should have not been in that man's apartment. But like I said, because he's, and it's, it's tough, it's not tough to say. It's tough for some of you people who are, uh, what is that, what is that flag? Uh, something police, back when you back the police or something like that, back the blue until it's against you and you know, in your voting rights or being, uh, or your elections that you think you won, but you didn't win and you want to beat up and kill cops, you know, then it's not good. But when it comes to a black man and he's murdered in his house by the cops back in the blue, then it's, then it's all right. You know, it is, you know, ain't no skin off your back. Right. So There is so, so much wrong with this country. So much. There is just too, it's a lot of bullshit that just goes unchecked and it just continues and it's getting worse. You know, we got the gerrymandering that's going on in Alabama. You got the Supreme Court who uh, the orange idiot, you know, put in place and, you know, they're allowing that to happen. But you know, the, the disenfranchising of black people to vote all over the country because, you know, the orange man, the orange idiot didn't win. So now, you know, they're putting their people into place to make sure if he runs in 2024, which I still don't think he will, um, to make sure that if he loses, he still wins. So it just it just goes to show you this country is so far behind, but wants to preach to other nations about, you know, having the right to vote and, you know, a free democracy and all this and all that other hoopla bullshit. But when it comes to, you know, people of color, you know, voting and getting out there to vote, then all of a sudden there's something wrong. We need to change some things. We need to fix some things so this won't happen again. And I don't know what it's going to take for the midterms, you know, when we do have that time to vote, but black people and people of other people of color need to get back out there and show them again, no matter how they draw them lines to restrict us from voting, you know, those lines can be erased, show up, show out and vote. That's all we can do. Well, no, that is not all we can do. We can do more, you know, um, and that, that comes from everybody who doesn't believe in this shit that they're doing, you know, as far as voting rights and all this other stuff. There are always ways to defeat uh, stuff like this going on. So, all right. So we covered um, from Brian Flores to Amir Locke and the voting stuff that's going on. Um, all this stuff ties together, if you think about it. Social justice, you know, being able to do what's right, you know not looking at the, the person's color or anything like that, judge the person by his character and his actions. That's all we need. That's, that's just basic uh, being, uh, being human, being, 
being a good person. You know, that's 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 the easiest way to fix most of these problems that we have. Easy, easy fix. But we we just decide we're gonna make it hard. And that's why this country will never, never reach its full potential. Never. Not in my lifetime. It won't. And I doubt in the lifetime of my grandchildren. Lord knows the fight that they're going to have. So that's why I'm trying to fight now with this podcast. You know, uh, put my voice out there and your voice if you want to come on and talk about it. But we got to do something, people. And, you know, speaking of fighting, you know, some of the things that I post and some of the things that I see, you can tell what people, what side people are on. It's easy. It's it's an easy, if you look into it, it's easy to tell where people are in their lives as far as social justice, you know, what they think about racism or, you know, women's rights or anything like that. And yes, silence. If they're not, if they're silence on the issue, that's a 80% uh, tell all to me to know where they are also. Now, some people, you know, I'll give that 20% who just don't want to deal with it and, you know, figure, you know, they don't have to speak on it. Okay, cool. But when I see you like something else that's on the extreme end of it, then I know 100% where you are. And I know. Trust me, I know. Okay. So we are into, oh, dang on, 22 minutes of recording. I, I really didn't think I was going to go this far, but I'm glad I did. So <clears throat> um, if you have any comments, uh, anything like that, questions, comments, good, bad, whatever, go ahead and uh, contact me. You know, most of you who listen um, know me through social media and also, my, I think my email account is linked to this also. So if you got questions, um, email me there. Um, and I think that's about it for today. It is, what, three about 3.30 here in Florida, cold Florida. So once again, thank you for your time. Uh, thanks for, you know, for the continued support. And I hope to talk to you again soon. So we are signing off from here. Stay warm, people, all across the country, and we will see you on the next recording. We'll talk to you on the next recording.